0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In-depth conversations. matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. Loves, this. It's fourth down in the Steel City with your host, Adam Crowley and Colin Dunlap.
1: Fourth down in the Steel City. The Steelers are bad. I'm Adam Crowley. He's Colin Dunlap. Are we done now?
2: What do you mean? Are we done? Are we done with this podcast? Are we done? Yeah, with I this said team? they're bad. And uh, that's the oh, analysis. That's kind of it. That's all you need to know. There's I mean, more.
1: mean, where, <laughs> where are they not bad?
2: Um, back up tailback. I think that they're okay. I'll give them that. I actually don't think that the tight end grouping is bad. So there's that. And other than that...
1: Mink is pretty good.
2: Eh, yeah, Didn't have a I, great
1: game on Sunday.
2: Um, I'll give them that. And, um, man, that's about it. That's about it. They're bad all over the place. I, I, I don't know. Let's get to the story of the day today on this wonderful Hmm. Monday, the 10th day of October. And I believe the story of the day, probably, is Deontay Johnson biting back at two factions. One, Ryan Clark. Two, the fan base. Let's take that in order, if that's okay with you. Is that all right with you? Sure is. Ryan Clark, ESPN, making some comments. And... Um, Deontay Johnson feeling as if he needs to bite back with that and say, Well, if he wants to, he has eligibility left, so to speak. He could come out here and he could help us out. I respect him, but that's just another guy talking. Um, I think the scene that needs to be said is this outside, and you know better than I've ever practiced just about every day in those days. And I'm just a guy that sits in a studio and hey, I go out every once in a while, but, um, I opine a little bit differently. Ryan Clark was held out of the playoff game in Denver because of the situation with his um, sickle, his sickle cell, right? Yes. The sickle cell trait. Other than that, what Steelers players from that vintage have told me, and even a couple current ones still playing, was Ryan Clark got at it every day in practice, never really missed a practice, and brought the wood in practice. Mm -hmm. And you might not like what Ryan Clark says on television, but to a man, every single person that played with him as a Pittsburgh Steeler respected the hell out of him because it was 100%, 100% all the time. Would you agree with that that, uh, line?
1: There's no question about it. And I thought those teams were filled with leaders. Ryan Clark was never a guy who, among leaders, was still not afraid to say his piece whether it would be well-received or otherwise and i think his teammates always liked that about him sometimes it might rub him the wrong way but they always respected that he wanted to work his ass off i think ryan clark's excellent at television because he brings that same level of i'm gonna say what i think to everything that he does i will say I don't know if I can ever look at an NFL team and feel comfortable about saying that they quit or not. I don't know that the Steelers quit on Sunday. I know that they sucked. I know that Kenny Pickett didn't quit for sure. I have a hard time saying that pro athletes quit, Colin. It's just unless I'm in the locker room and I can gauge it or I'm on the sideline and I can see their body language. So I would understand why Deontay Johnson would sort of take umbrage with it.
2: I am not qualified to say they quit. I can make a guess and a stab at it. I'll say this. If anybody is, it's a former Steeler and a guy that played a long time in the national football league and a guy that could see the mannerisms in the body language. And one time it might be kind of something off. Two times it becomes a trend. And here's the thing. They've now been called quitters by a former Pittsburgh Steeler and an opponent who is a Pittsburgher. Mm -hmm. So that... And what Tyler Boyd called them a quitter, Tyler Boyd understands the ramifications of that. And Tyler Boyd understands the depth of insulting the Pittsburgh Steelers as a kid who grew up here. Uh, He didn't call the Jacksonville Jaguars quitters. He didn't call the Cleveland Browns quitters. He didn't call somebody in Arizona a quitter. He called his hometown team quitters. And I don't think it was a vehicle in which to get something taped on a billboard somewhere or something – to uh, have a team get fired up i think he was giving his honest opinion and sometimes the truth hurts i uh, uh, if nothing else let's say that the truth is just halfway that they didn't Mm -hmm. go full speed on every play i think it shows to people who aren't in that building every day that they're comfortable arriving at an opinion that this team is a million miles from where it was just a decade ago
1: Oh, no doubt, and that's what I can't wrap my head around. It's one thing to lose Ben Roethlisberger, your Hall of Fame franchise quarterback, and take a step back while you're trying to figure out who you are. Right. It's another thing to get thoroughly embarrassed, and it's not like they weren't getting embarrassed last year either, and they've been getting embarrassed at home in the playoffs against Jacksonville against Cleveland without their damn head coach. Then, last year, you play Kansas City twice, you lose by a million both times. You play Cincinnati twice, you lose by a combined eh, about a million as well. They played good teams last year and got their doors blown off. They've played one truly elite team this year, and it was not competitive from the third play of the game on. Whether they quit or whether they're just not good enough, I'll tell you what. It's not good enough. It can't be accepted for the Pittsburgh Steelers to become a laughing stock. And regardless of who said it, whether it's a former Steeler or somebody else, when somebody's on ESPN and then the clip goes viral and they say the Detroit Lions are doing something right and the Steelers are not, it can't happen.
2: It can't happen. I can't wrap my head around. That's very well said by you. Uh, What I can't wrap my head around is a dumbing down – of goals by Steeler Nation. Uh, I'm not this get off my lawn. I'm an old school guy. I worked uh, 13 hours at J&L. Then I went and drank three beers and then went back and worked the night shift because someone called off. Uh, Well, nobody ever called off at J&L because they're all tough. But I'm not that guy. I'm not that I worked on a steel mill and then I went home and, you know, cut my grass with no sleep. And then I went right back and then I'm not that guy, I promise. So please don't let this come off like this. But I am so freaking tired of, because the organization tells us this is the goal.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
2: tired of anything being, I'm tired of it being anything but Super Bowl or bust. I know that's a weighty and median and, and a very high proposition there. But as someone who knows, it, all I know is that, is that logo on one side of the helmet all i know is the pittsburgh steelers and all i've been raised on as a football team is them for people to say well you know teams go up and down in the national football league okay then why did they build a big time defense right well you know things are cyclical and this okay well they drafted a freaking first round quarterback well you know this okay they drafted a first-round running back who they pumped it to a million times last year. So why should I? And I refuse to be. I'm not, not going to be the soft guy or the millennial or whatever old people like to yell and scream about. But maybe I'm becoming that person. I'm not going to be the guy that says, okay, just getting there is enough. Okay, winning more games and losing is enough. Even when Mark Malone sucked and Bobby Brister wasn't good and Kent Graham had no business being the quarterback and Jim (laughs) Miller was awful and Cliff Stout was there and Rick Strom was a snap away. All that kind of stuff in my life. People in this town used to be disappointed no matter the circumstances if the Steelers didn't get to the Super Bowl and win it. And I just can't fall in. I refuse to allow myself To be pulled out with the tide of those people.
1: Yeah, I've thought about this a lot in the last day or so since the drubbing happened. And I read your tweets. And I think there's a lot of folks that say, well, it's unrealistic to every year be good. And eventually you need to rebuild. And you know what? I found myself getting pulled out with the tide a little bit, Colin. "Eh, You know what? They've been Not always good, but always competitive since I've been 13 years old. I'm about to turn 32 at the end of the month. But then I started to think about it more. This team has drafted poorly. That's why they stink right now. It's not because they finished in the middle. Oh, they finished middle. They're draft middle. You're going to stay in the middle. No. They swung and missed in the draft. They've swung and missed in free agency. Well, it's cyclical. There's parity. If you draft well, you win. If you don't draft well, you lose. And they've had an opportunity to draft well. They took right. Najee Harris, who's not good right now, instead of an offensive lineman. They took, instead of Creed Humphrey, who is one of the better centers in football, Pat Friermuth, who I think is really good, but he's tight end. I'd rather have an offensive lineman. They drafted Devin Bush instead of A. Bush. I mean, I would rather have a a tree, a bush, in the middle of the defense than that guy. And you go back and back and back. So I've thought about it, and I thought, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, it's unrealistic for them to always be competitive. But you know what?
2: I don't buy that.
1: They had an opportunity to be better if they made some of these right draft picks, and they just simply haven't done a good enough job on the personnel side.
2: Well, I'll meet people here and this is where my logic, a lot of people can't follow, but I can, so it's all that matters. It is unrealistic to be good every year. It's unrealistic to make a run at the championship every year. So here's my logic, and I know it's unrealistic, right? So the way I see it, and this is strange, but it only need, I'm the only guy that needs to understand this, so I'm just going to say it. It's unrealistic to win a championship every year, It's Mm -hmm. unrealistic to make a deep run every year. It's unrealistic maybe even to make, excuse me, the playoffs every year. But, you know, I don't want to admit that till the year's over. Like while I'm in it, I'm not, I'll never allow myself to admit that's okay. After the year's over, it's okay to walk away from it and go, you know what? It's really tough to win a Super Bowl every year. Yeah, but as you're in that moment, the expectation has to be, the goal, the aim has to be, we got to win every freaking football game we're playing in. And if you do that, it leads to playing in the Super Bowl, right? I just – I can't midstream right now be like, eh, it's just – it's okay if they win more than they lose. In retrospect, if the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, what are they? One and four, right? Mm-hmm. If they look back on it and they end up being nine and eight – And they have some big strike toward the end of the season, and they're able to strike through and be a a wonderful football team and get their their act together. I can say, you know, in the course of all that happened, having a winning season was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I can say that in retrospect, but never in the moment or planning for that moment, never beforehand or in it, will I say anything less than perfection is accepted.
1: Yeah, I understand that. And I look at college football and Ohio State, for example, every year they want to win the Big Ten. They want to win a national championship. You're not going to do it every year, but that's their expectation. And if your expectations are that high and you're aiming for excellence, I think that's what it's all about. The New York Yankees, every year they want to win a World Series. The Pittsburgh Steelers, their stated goal is every year they want to win the Super Bowl. It's unrealistic that that's going to happen every year. but You need to strive for excellence to achieve excellence. And to your point, the Steelers are supposed to be different. They're not right now. They're just like everybody else. They're supposed to be different. And unless you act different, you're not going to be different. So I suppose my question now is, if they don't get their act together this year, how long are they going to be down? They can't be down for long. And you do not have to be down for long in the NFL. Let's say they stink this year, and that's what they're trending right now. Seventeen in the last nineteen years, a team has gone from worst place in a division to first place in a division. You don't have to be down for long. So if they are bad this year, and I mean bad, bad, let's say they win, they go four and thirteen, something like that. They sure as hell, Colin, they better have the expectation that next year they can make the playoffs again.
2: Can I answer that after we take a quick break?
1: sly sly dog
0: In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown. analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. And love, and love. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City, with your hosts Adam Crowley and Colin Dunlap.
1: Fourth Down in the Steel City. I'm Crowley. He's Dunlap. Colin.
2: Answer. Ask that question again. How long are they going to be down if yes. they have a bad, bad season this year? I'll tell you what, this is a loaded question. The guys will say this is a loaded question, Crowley. I'll tell you why. If they have a bad, bad season for me, that would probably mean Kenny Pickett underachieved. So I wonder if they win like four games, mm-hmm. that would mean just three more in all the chances they have from now until the new year. Would there be a reevaluation of the quarterback position? Because one would think if Kenny Pickett's any good, he can eke out more than three more wins.
1: That's a good point. I I am of the belief if you are that bad, everything's on the table. I said on the pregame show this week, if the Steelers are good the rest of the year and the offense is good, Doug Whaley said, well, that would mean Matt Canada's hanging around. Not to me. You can always get better. And if Matt Canada's so dependent on a quarterback to – be able to put up points or move the ball, then you know what? I don't know that Matt Canada is a truly elite offensive coordinator. We we all know what he is probably at this point. And my thought was you can always get better. Find somebody that can thrive no matter who's in there and then make it easy on your quarterback. So in this circumstance, this hypothetical, let's say Kenny Pickett plays okay and and they're bad. They're 4-13 and and you think, you know what? There might be something out there for Kenny Pickett. He might be able to take strides. Right. If you really believe in C.J. Stroud, or you believe in that Bama kid, and you're in the top five, and you think, oh, Kenny Pickett could make strides, or you think that guy's a bona fide stud?
2: Or Will Levis at Kentucky, right.
1: I mean, we saw what happened with Kentucky without that guy. I mean, he's that valuable. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all on the table if you're that bad. Absolutely, it should
2: be. I this is another conversation, and I love it that we've dovetailed into this and streamlined into it. I the jury is going to remain out on Kenny Pickett all the way until the end of this year, if not longer. But I can't be, and I won't be caught up in this whirlwind of up and down pulled in one way or the other. Uh, trying to determine Kenny Pickett's NFL future by four quarters here, three quarters here, a Hmm. throw here, a throw there. I think this is a very unique situation for Kenny Pickett. Well, it's just unique. There are no degrees of unique, so it can't be very unique. It's a unique situation for Kenny Pickett in so much as he needs to look at this as his body of work. I really think as an audition to be the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise quarterback, and get another year and then another year after that. Like, he has 12 games right now to put together like an a record album as opposed to just single cuts. And what is that for, for you? What is that for him? Like, what does that do on your place in this franchise? And, I, again, I'm not going to be swayed by a bad throw here or a great throw here. What is he as a season-wide entity? And he's got that opportunity. And then the evaluation process happens the day after the season ends.
1: Yeah, and like you mentioned, you got 12 games left. I think I'd feel comfortable after four games saying, okay, here's where he was at that first third of, of what is his first season. Where is he there? And then by the second third, I'd like to see him on and up and up. And then by the final third, I'd really like to see Kenny Pickett Probably be more than comfortable because honestly, to me, he looks comfortable now, but there's a difference between comfortable and your comfortability leading into being good. And I think that jump still needs to be made. It would also help if his receivers could catch the ball. And if I didn't think that Canada was horrific, but I do think, and it's not going to be linear, we've talked about that, but that's why you look at it every quarter. You're going to have game here, half here, quarter here, half there, and it goes up and down and up and down. But by each step along the way each quarter mark or third mark i suppose it would be can you be better i feel comfortable grading him every three four games
2: that's fair that's fair and having different sort of guideposts if you will uh, yeah i i get that and i understand that i didn't think he
1: was bad sunday though i mean from a from I just a, just zooming in
2: not yeah. long ago there was a dropped interception that was a pretty bad that's throw. right There was another late over the middle throw that was very dangerous that happened to just find the grass that I didn't like. Other than that, I thought he definitely didn't look out of place. Right, He he understands. Mitch Trubisky looked like at times he was dropped into the game and they told him 20 minutes before there was a game that there was a game. Kenny Pickett never looked like that. So that's a big positive. But I just – I kind of want to – insulate myself from the localized noise and evaluate him just on his play because moxie and all that while there is a there is value in that it's going to come down to it's third and eight can you make that throw behind on the sticks it is you know fourth and two and you got to check down we're going for this can you grit through and and make another push to, to surge that line of scrimmage on your quarterback sneak everybody loves moxie everybody thinks Grid is great everybody loves a gamer it's about pushing your team to wins or at least in position to win football games
1: yeah he's a gamer i mean none of us are going to disagree with that i don't think so was jake mccown or luke mccown or josh mccown whatever the frig mccown's name was that guy was always jumping around he had like 15 concussions and like 30 career nfl games it
2: was johnny football
1: Right. I mean, these guys, those guys were tough. Those guys played hard. Baker Mayfield's tough. Baker Mayfield's a yes. gamer. Okay. What does that get you? I do think the way this season goes, there's so much danger in rushing to judgment one way or the other. Cleveland said Baker's our guy. He was wonderful in the first season. Let's hire Freddie Kitchens as our, as our head coach because they get along so well. And this is a fruitful relationship and Baker Mayfield so bad that he now got another coach fired in Carolina, although Matt Rule did a lot of that himself. Meanwhile, Josh Allen stunk his first year, 55% completion percentage. The guy couldn't hit a check down. Down the field, accurate. Short stuff, not at all. And in today's NFL, you got to be able to do, obviously, both. And the Bills didn't give up. Meanwhile, Arizona gave up on Josh Rosen after just a year. Goodbye. See you later. Let's go to Kyler. So if Buffalo had done that with Josh Allen, where would Josh Allen be? Uh, It just, to me, you can overreact in either direction after this year. And you can either thwart a, a career that doesn't look promising that actually is. Yeah. Or you can wind up, Stick in with a guy who may look better than he actually is as well.
2: The Steelers drafted a first-round quarterback, a first-round tailback, a tight end very high, a bunch of receivers to fall in line and in lockstep with his defense that isn't going to be around forever. That, to me, is the window of the next um, 40 regular season games is incredibly important because I think there will be a precipitous drop-off with the defense thereafter or a reliance on rebuilding and reloading and making sure you get it right on defense. The turnover on defense is going to start to happen in full form.
1: Oh, I mean, they better hope that this DeMarvin Leal guy, who does look like he's pretty good already, and, and he's got maybe the the ability to be pretty decent moving forward, they better hope he's a guy.
2: But do you see what I'm saying? They I treat, do. This offense, it, it works out time-wise. With the defense. And the defense has sucked. Everything's working out time wise. You just have to wonder if for some players it's working out talent wise. Well, and if some people were thrown into it a little bit earlier than anticipated.
1: Let's get into that coming up in the final segment, because I think it's I think it's interesting. It's fourth down in the Steel City.
0: Stations, matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. Goes, this. this is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dunlap.
1: Crowley, Dunlap, fourth down in the Steel City. Talking about timelines matching up. And you mentioned the, the next 40 regular season games by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the defense gonna age out probably there and after, and the offense has the young guns that are trying to grow into that. Right. This offensive skill position group, I think, is so woefully overrated, or at least, and I can only speak for myself, was woefully overrated by me. I I I always liked Deontay Johnson, maybe not as the upper echelon guy, and I don't I wouldn't have paid him, and I said that at the time, but I always thought he was good and he's a great route runner and if you, if he's on your team I thought you were better for it he doesn't he might not drop a high percentage of balls but he drops a hell of a lot of important ones Colin and then you got Chase Claypool who will have a good game here a bad game there he'll make he'll have a drop in a game uh, and then a big catch in a game and he'll sky over a guy and then he'll have a drop in a game and I thought those guys were supposed to be good I really thought Deontay Johnson was good. They're not not what they should be. And Najee Harris isn't close to a top 10 running back in the NFL. He isn't even remotely in the conversation, Colin. Yeah. That guy is a bum right now. A bum.
2: I don't know where he ranks. I don't know how to look at it. I don't know how to gauge it or... Um, envision what it's going to look like in 10 games or in 20 games. I have safely arrived at this though. He absolutely is reason why you don't draft a running back in the first round. Mm-hmm. There's so many dime a dozen, not dime a dozen, but guys you can find later. There's Jalen Warren's of the world. There's the kid right now um, from Iowa state. That's running the football for the New York Jets Bruce Bruce. It's very good. Brees Hall. He's very good. There's a ton of second-round running backs. The overvaluation draft capital-wise, is just it was ludicrous. That's that. Second, with the receiving court, we've seen enough that we continue to have questions all the time with Deontay Johnson when the football's thrown his way. I think he's dynamic in being able to get open. I think that he can make somebody miss in a phone booth a lot of times. But you're nothing if you don't catch the football. Yep. It's like, I'm a really good shooter in basketball. It just happens to not be going in. Well, that's part of it, you know? <laughs> so that said, I do think tactically, he almost falls to a complimentary piece or you try that out and you make George Pickens your volume receiver. It's, yep. it's so obvious the connection that Pickett, Pickett has with Pickens and not just because their name is very similar, but they've worked together at camp. It's, it's obvious Kenny Pickens. Damn it! Kenny Pickett uh, has that zip on the ball to him that absolutely works. And they have sort of a telepathic combination. Is that right? Did I use that word right? Where George Pickens comes out of a break and Kenny Pickett seems to know where to put it. He doesn't have that combination or that relationship. It doesn't feel like with Deontay Johnson or Deontay Johnson is prone to put it on the ground. If my first order of business... When I get back in there this week, if I'm the Steelers offensive staff, and I don't need to announce it to them. It's just a tinkering of the play, of the Absolutely. game plan. I make George Pickens my number one volume target guy. He doesn't need to get thrown the ball 28 times, but it should be between 12 and 15.
1: Yeah, I saw you tweet that, and that number sounds good to me, 12 and 15 you got to find out what you got in those two. And if there was one bright spot, maybe Jalen Warren was one, but if there was another bright spot and even more important bright spot, frankly, from that bills game, it was that Kenny Pickett and George Pickens continued where they left off from the second half of that jets game. Uh, That's your future on offense. You want to talk about matching up the timeline with the defense. I, I think Kenny Pickett was far from their biggest problem. I mean, I don't know that he's on the list on Sunday, Uh, George Pickens, not on the list either. Uh, One thing that is a problem, though, and they've played better than expectations, Colin, is the offensive line. I think you draft an offensive lineman, and they're going to have other needs, no doubt about it. But you draft an offensive lineman in the first round from now until your offensive line is good again. That's what I would
2: do. That's bold because –
1: Defensive line is going to need help like this yeah. year.
2: Well, they're never going to find one in free agency or at least a, a high-dollar one would seemingly be off, would be um, out of their price range. So, yeah, I, I would even look at trading up, uh, using a current player, using draft picks, draft capital in the future. If you see somebody you really like, and you know, I know people talk a lot about tackles. They're ultra-important. For me, the Steelers are getting killed in the interior,
1: too. You know what? I've long thought that the conversation about tackles in the NFL is flawed. You need good offensive linemen, whether it's on the interior or the exterior. We've never seen the league be as ripe with pass rushers as it is now, and it's such a pass happy league. I mean, Aaron Donald makes his money by ripping through guys on the interior, and people say he might be the best defensive player of all time. Um, There are not guys who are Aaron Donald, but there are a lot of interior pass rushers. You need great offensive linemen. If it's a tackle, great. If it's a guard, great. If it's a center, fine. You need great offensive linemen.
2: Now, period. I'm with you. I'm with you. The days of David DeCastro and Marquise Pouncey and people like that seem to be a million miles behind us. Well, I think we figured out all the problems. If we didn't figure them out, we at least relayed them to the listenership.
1: Well, and there'll be more problems that'll uh, rear their ugly head probably over the course of the week uh, as the players continue to talk to the media, and that has gone well so far. So we'll bring you more on Friday, fourth down in the Steel City. And a preview, huh. guess who the Steelers got next after the 35-point butt-whooping? Oh, yeah, it's Tom friggin' Brady. Talk mm. to you Friday.